Aha! It's working. It's alive. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hi, this is Gabe Truitt. And who are you? You're here with Maxwell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are Seemingly Nervous and Clumsy Dialogue. Today's date is the 21st, I think, right? That is the date, yes. Yeah. All right. And today, Maxwell, today, Maxwell, I'm going to be talking about gene therapy. Have you heard about this? You ain't, nah, you ain't heard about this. Let me tell you about this. This, this is crazy. The first human embryo has been cured of a gene mutation that would have caused it to have a heart attack later on in life. Oh, really? No. Okay. Kinda. Okay, the embryo wasn't completely cured of its heart condition. One, because it wasn't allowed to be born. Uh, DNA experiments such as that, that would have, you know, handed down any genetic trait, aren't allowed to be born yet. And two... The process isn't perfectly flawless. It only works uh, on about 58% um, of the targeted cells, which leads to a condition called mosaicism, which is when you have like two different kinds of cells in you, like one cell that has a mutation and another cell that doesn't have a mutation. And really, a lot of times it doesn't really do anything to you, but <clears throat> we can't really be sure which one you'll hand down to your, your kids okay that's it so this is genes and like cells yeah okay so really the experiment was controversial because this old idea of designer babies it's like when you get into the gene therapy there's some it's like it's it's when you give your baby something it like doesn't really need like green eyes or tallness or glow in the dark skin glow yeah, in the dark skin you can do that yeah I, we do that with like like bunny rabbits and plants and stuff we make them glow so that we know that they got the trait we were like okay. getting, looking to give them. okay but i'm not even gonna lie it, it, i would do that my baby would be a straight freak of nature glow skin strength speed a dorsal fin man my kid would look like a straight up angler fish what what would you give your kid, Max? Maxie boy. Uh, what would I give my child if I could adapt them? Yeah. Uh, well, I'd I probably want my kids to to have friends, so I'd, pro I'd probably keep them pretty normal. Pretty, pretty normal, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but people are afraid that if they like let everybody change their kid, the gene pool would narrow to only like tall white people with blue eyes, or kids with disabilities would get bullied more because there'd be less of them. Mm -hmm. And then that, that brings up the whole old, good old eugenics thing that the Nazis did. And everybody, every obviously everybody's anti-Nazi, okay. except for the modern neo-Nazis. But they don't, they're outcasts. We're not going to count them in everybody. Get out of here. You're not in everybody. All right. That's okay. Interesting. Looking forward to the next part of this interview. Click. Okay, we're back. I'm here too. Still. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know why, but he's still here. Now it's a dang, dang, not the other one. Shame that the public opinion of gene therapy isn't more positive. It's been stigmatized. Like it's lumped in there with GMOs and, uh, and eugenics. 
when it really should be lumped in there with like curing cancer and AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's clickbait if I ever heard any clickbait, but not really. Uh, let me tell you why. Okay. Is, you're going to be surprised by this. I hope I am. On average, 22 people die per day waiting on organs. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And there are over 116,800 patients on the waiting list of circa 2017, August 2nd. And that list is ever-growing because only about three out of each 1,000 people who die die in a way that allows them to donate their organs. And for some reason, not a lot of people are organ donors. Like, uh, are you an organ donor? I am. And so am I. Like, when I'm dead, you just slice my slice me up, fam. I don't care. I'm dead. <laughs> That's morbid. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> mm. But anyways, thanks to a protein called CRISPR, CRISPR, which stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. Obviously. Yeah. It uh, we're able to take the retrovirus DNA out of pigs and alike. And if you don't know what a retrovirus is, it's something like AIDS or herpes, the type of viruses you can't get rid of, because this is what they do. When they invade your cell, they implant the DNA needed to make them into your cell. So then your own cell ends up making the virus. And that's bad. So that's why we can't use pig organs for human hearts or anything like that, because they have different retroviruses than us. And that would be a humongous biohazard. We'd probably kill a lot of people if we did that. So what we're doing is we're using this gene therapy to remove all the retrovirus DNA out of pigs, and then we'll breed the pigs and then harvest them for organs instead of humans. Because honestly, if we wanted to, we could kill like one person a couple of times couple and each times? yeah and each person can donate like eight organs and when you think about it that's saving more people than it's killing but that's also very effed up so we'd rather just you know edit some pigs kill some pigs instead yeah okay so they're developing this genome editing tool uh many scientists from around the world are using it Francesco Mojica, is how I think I pronounced his name, was the first researcher to characterize what we now call clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats. CRISPR. Right. Obviously, yeah. Reported in uh, 1993. He worked on it through the 1990s and in, and in not 19, anything, in 2000, he recognized that uh, what had been reported as a disparate repeat sequences actually shared a common set of features now known as, to be hallmarks of the CRISPR sequence. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, it wasn't a big old breakthrough, but then, like, this dude named Rude Jason, and Rude that's Jason. literally his name, but it's spelled with two U's. Okay. Was he, like, French? Probably. Yeah. He uh, was the first to use it in 2002 for what we use it for today. Today, we're using it to snip the retrovirus DNAs out of pigs. Mm. Harvard scientists are doing that. I don't know if I mentioned that before. I just like throw that little piece of information in there. And anyways, we want to save those uh, 1,000 
16, well, 116,800 people, you know? Yeah. Let's save that ever-growing list and stop that 22 people on average per day dying, you know? That's why it lets everybody, let's be pro, pro gene therapy. Let's sing a song about it, Maxwell. Pro gene therapy. Obviously, I have the vocal cords. I'm a little yeah. Gambino up in here. I was actually hitting the throat with a bat, so <laughs> I won't be singing today, but. I'm here for moral support of this. Yeah, yeah. You're good moral support. Yeah. I'm very, very, very confident in what I'm doing right now. Anyways, it's the future of medicine. It's the next next step that will save countless lives to improve many more. Yep. It's like the vaccination of the future. It's like, you know, when vaccines weren't a thing and everybody was dying left and right? Mm-hmm. That's day. us now. We're the we're we're the back in the day, Maxwell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Future uh, is now. It's it's wrinkling my brain, man. I'm actually losing my mind over here. Okay. Just just it's just like imagine all the things, all the stuffs that we're just gonna do with this incredible stuffs. Okay. I'm imagining. I'm, I'm thinking that the the whole everything is gonna change. It's gonna be just like computers all over again. It's going to change farming. It's going to change factories, water treatment, waste management, fuel, and construction. You know what? How's it going to change that? Water treatment? Water treatment? And construction? Yes. This is how it's going to change that. Do you know that we make tons of waste every day using styrofoam? No. I did not. Yeah. I mean, we, we make tons of waste with styrofoam. There's this new independent company that's using uh, wood, dust, mm-hmm. and fungus. Okay. To make this strong mold that's very much like styrofoam, but completely biodegradable. So if we use bacteria, modified bacteria, to do something like that, we can improve construction. What, like, why not? Do you know that like the rocks that we use today, like sandstone and things mm-hmm. like that, are a bunch of dead fossils that have been dead for a very, very long time? I actually failed out of seventh grade. Uh science so i did not know that yeah a lot of stuff that it's like shale and uh something else man Mm. the the reason i say farming though Mm -hmm. is because if we modify our food to grow faster or have more sugar content or whatever we want obviously that'll make farming easier so when you say genes you're not just referring to human people you're talking about just everything uh, Everything changed the world, man. Slap it on space. Let's grow some plants on Mars. Yeah. Water treatment, because we have heavy metals and stuff in our water. Right now, there are a few plants that naturally filter out heavy metals like cadmium and uh, uh, lead, mercury out of the water. Gold. Which you know, we don't actually use them specifically for that. They just happen to do that and be by the riverside. Mm-hmm. If we took whatever biomechanism that they're doing to accidentally pick up all those heavy metals and then we bred, bred that into a algae of some sort, we could grow algae in contaminated water, filter it out, and then have heavy metal-free water. After that, for fuel... We're already using some algae to grow biofuels. What we do is we separate out the proteins and then 
I think what we do is we like compress it and heat it up a lot until we get like methane of some sort. And then mm. we, uh, oh my God, that's eight <laughs> minutes. Dude, eight this minutes. is more time than we need, but I'm still coming back for more. I'm, I'm ferocious. I need more. Always need more. Never going to stop. I'm going to swallow the sun. All right, two things that I forgot to mention in my uh, presentation. Other than those main things that I listed for like cancer, uh, autoimmune disease, and uh, immunodeficiency disorders, it's also it also can be used, gene therapy is what it is, it also can be used to treat over 10,000 monogenetic traits, which means that you only need to inherit one gene for clinical symptoms. That's what a monogenetic trait is. And for the biodiesel, I was taken off guard, so I didn't have all the facts straight. Now that I relook it up, usually people use used vegetable oils or animal fats, and what they do is they filter it. <sighs> add methanol and a catalyst and then they heat it up under heat and pressure and then they'll get their biodiesel from that now algae has been used to make biodiesel but i don't think it it was genetically modified i'm saying in the future that could be a possibility okay audience this is what's happening i'm over the the maximum time already but I will never stop. I will swallow the sun. I am a blazing ball of fire. Okay. And I'm still here. Yeah. And Maxwell is still here. He's a blazing ball of fire by proxy. Okay. Yep. Not as big, but still here. All right. Now I'm going to tell you about the MYBP3 mutation. Causing many deaths through palpitations. Ooh. All right. That's in my wrap that I'm definitely going to throw in here. It's like an extra two minutes, but uh, I'll just let that slide. So basically, in heterozygous, which is when you have only one copy of the mutation, it bypasses evolution because most of the people who have it are going to be able to procreate before they die of a heart attack. But in homozygous, the symptoms are so severe, it usually kills them before they hit puberty. You got me a little bit lost here. What kills them usually? Oh, a heart attack. Heart so attack. the MYBP3 mutation causes familial hypertrophic cardiovascular myopathies, which is basically a fancy word for heart disease. Okay. Yeah. And it's preventable now. The heart attacks are preventable? Or, or this H, H3NWW thing is that you're saying is preventable? Well, heart attacks are preventable now, but the... Before gene therapy, most of the treatments involved uh, symptom treatment. It didn't involve actually curing you of any way. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to really wrap up this because we're running low on time. It Gene therapy is also used for um, immunodeficiencies, uh, autoimmune disease, blindness, and cancer. But strict rules on testing it and treatment make it extremely expensive 
so that at the point where you can do it, it's your only option as a patient. And yeah. Okay. I feel like that really wraps this up. Let's see. Is there anything else in here? Well, I should just stop recording until I find what else. So I honestly didn't know where I was going to shove this in here, but I wrote like a 30 second ish rap for my topic. I hope it's cool. Skia. Therapy, therapy, therapy. Gene therapy rumors are scaring me. Political news is impairing me. No ethics is that is conspiracy. So much to gain from clarity. Technology fostered prosperity. But eugenics was a big for test for the short palindromic interspace transcriptor like nucleus. I can find a needle in outer space and replace a monogenetic base that makes your face a clinical case. C R I S P R. Man, I rap so avant garde. Spin such flames and my fans get charred. Everybody hype on the boulevard. Spending many nights up calculating, and I want to thank them for the frustration. Innovating can be agitating, thanks for all the medications. They're the OGs, no imitation, saving us all from our mutation. Everybody show their appreciation for the short cluster, regular in the spacing. NYPP3 mutation, permeate the pool through variation. Cause so many deaths through computations, about to make a rap for your education. Yeah. Better get woke or change the station. Sudden death causing most his patients. Homos like it's no hesitation. Causing death before procreation. Regardless of age or occupation. Where it goes, follow desolation. Thanks to therapy, that's all changing. Give them the raise that they've been craving. It's amazing their concentration. Man living life without limitations. Ten minute time frame. Uh, we now have our second recording going over here. We're, we're going to... Uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, basically, what we're going for here, uh, the main point of my podcast was that it's not video games. I don't know how that's going to work for years if you're recording. <laughs> it's not video games that, that, that lead to these violent shootings. It's more so uh, every case of this, that this happens when you look at it, the people who do do these things are usually not uh, normal people already. They usually have some sort of mental... Uh, Issues, yeah, uh, and it's yeah. So it's not it's not video games that cause it. It's usually video games that they go to because it's a way that they can sort of express themselves in a way that they can't normally because of the violence. You know, uh, deja vu. Also, on my recording, we're out of time. Yeah, Gabe is still here. I'm still here. So this has been uh, whatever the name of my podcast is with me, Maxwell. Oh yeah. Uh, this has been a clumsily nervous uh, dialogue. Gates here too. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> what was the? What was? What else? Some part of the uh, title. Very clumsy men or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So this is just really going on. <laughs> okay. Too long. I'm probably. I'm gonna stop. This is over. Now. Tune again next week. <laughs>